I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I don't know what it is today, but in the lead up to recording this podcast, I've had at least two dreams where I've dreamt of different endings to succession. <gasps> tell me, tell me. The first one I've already mentioned to you is when... Uh, Tom was revealed to have like a secret twin or a secret oh, cousin yes. who looked identical. And that was how he was allowed to do so much weird shit and get away with like becoming CEO was because he was, there were two of him. I hate the fact that working behind the, scene. the latest episode of You has seemingly bled into your subconscious, <laughs> but yes. <laughs> and then the second one, I, I, I can't, I think it might have been last night. I can't remember what the actual dream was, but it was something really terrible. And we were like, oh my God, how could this be the ending of a succession? <laughs> Was it bad and like cringy? Like we were like, why would yeah, they do that? Yeah, there was something totally out of left field and it just didn't work and everyone was up, outraged. But that's not what happened in real life, was it? For the most part? No. No. Are you ready to talk about it? No, like I'm not, but I guess we have to. Yeah. Okay, let's do it. Well, hello there. This is I Only Like You and Movies and for the last two weeks... HBO series, black comedy slash emotionally devastating prestige TV. My name's Lonnie. That's the new name of our show. How are you, Sine? Hi, I'm good, thanks. I strap in. Like, this is going to be a longy, I reckon. That's me. No, long, long, <laughs> longy. <laughs> we are talking about Succession Season 4. And also Succession, the final all of it, because it's all over. Mm-hmm. Um, Have you pre-grieved? <laughs> pre-grieved a little bit. Like with our Barry episode last week, we are coming in late because we've wanted to see what everyone else <laughs> says first and then work out what where, like, where they went wrong. Now you can come for the correct overall opinions, the final say on Succession. After uh-huh. this, everyone's going to be like, okay, we can move on. They're just waiting to hear our response, are they? Waiting for us to talk about it in meandering way for I'm about so an hour or so. I'm so concerned that people who either don't know us personally or international listeners think we're so arrogant and off ourselves <laughs> because they're not understanding the dry humour. Like, we're joking. <laughs> Do they know that? I just want people to like well, me. <laughs> I'm not joking. Lonnie, I'm never joking oh in this podcast. <laughs> you can put that on the record, Sine. Now... Succession was the show that people were talking about a lot on Twitter back in the day, but it hadn't quite broken out until COVID happened. And I think, mm-hmm. like me, and I speak for the world, when I say <laughs> we, were, we were looking for things to watch around that time, and and it was obviously nothing was, no new shows were being released around then. So I watched this just before season uh, three was released, and then I got you into it after the three seasons were released. We watched it. Mm-hmm pretty much binged it again so i've watched those twice um and then we're all just waiting for season four this year devastatingly it's the last season do you think this was the right call to end it here Sine? i reckon we could have had one more season you reckon one more season yeah 
to see how the succession plays out. I don't don't know if that's me being greedy, but we do get through a lot of plot this season. Yeah. That could have, could have had some room to breathe, maybe. Yeah, potentially. But I think I just didn't want it to end. No, and like obviously you want to end a little bit too soon rather than going too long, like leave people wanting more or leaving the dramatic potential there so you can. It plays out in your head, plays out in your dreams, potentially. Leave a fame <laughs> um, on the whimper. Absolutely. So I, I, I get that. And maybe we're getting greedy because we have, we we do love the greedy. show so much. And yeah. It's, but yeah, you wonder eventually it would become diminishing returns. And there is a sense of urgency this season after a big event happens and then we know, mm-hmm. oh my God, there's only so many episodes left and it needs mm-hmm. to, to end. And how does it end? And is it potentially perfect that it, it almost ends like halfway through a sentence or like with so many of their each individual character's fate up in the air where it doesn't feel satisfying, but that is satisfying because that's what I think this for sh- show is. Yeah, for a show like Succession, it needed to end in an ambiguous way. Yeah. Like, and also yeah. I, I, I can see a future where in 20 years the cast get back together and do like a special three episodes or something. Like, I don't know if it I It could be that, a movie in 10 years. Yeah. But I can see that happening, you know. Mm. I can see it happening uh... too. So, okay, if you're here and you haven't seen the show and you're looking to, to, should I watch this season four of this show? Yes, you should. Go back to the start. Watch it all. So from here on, spoiler heavy. Like I super reckon. spoiler heavy. Like yeah. you've been warned. Ready? <laughs> I'll count to three to give them some time to switch off. All right. One. Two, three. We're in Spoiler City. We're in Spoiler City. Logan dies. What a what an amazing episode of television. I remember watching that with you and I was staying with a colleague at work and I was worried that, like, <laughs> she'd overhear me think that, I don't know, something weird was going on. But I remember watching that with you and us being like, are they actually doing this? I know. What? And for so much of the episode, you're like, no, they're not. No, this is another ploy. Obviously, they're trying to get the kids to do something else. No. And then there's that smash cut to Logan's body with getting chest compressions and the pan up. Mm-hmm. And I think that's when it hit me. I don't know when, if that's when it hit you, but I was like, oh, crap. They're actually doing this. They're actually killing him off. Yeah, in, in the middle in of an episode. Three. In, in the epi- middle of an episode. Episode three. He's already been in the episode. Yep. He's already been in the episode. They've set up all these things for the past three episodes that don't really matter anymore. Mm-hmm. They've completely distracted us from thinking this was even a possibility. But of course, it's the possibility because it's succession. It's about who succeeds from him. Like, I, I, I just can't believe that they did it. Managed to keep it a secret. Mm. managed to take me by surprise even though of course it's the most obvious thing like wow 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 one of the best episodes of television i've ever seen i know i sounded like ryan then wow 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 wow, wow. <laughs> but um like actually though probably yeah, no, best episode of television i've ever seen yeah the, the way that like this the episode's being set up and then it just sort of starts to turn yeah and it's one of those things it's like slowly then all at once you realize yes, yes but yeah there were like so many times we were like what's happened this is actually they're doing what and then 
then it starts to actually happen. Doesn't your tummy just drop and you go, yeah. oh, it everything's quite, off kilter. Yeah, it felt quite dangerous too. Like, yeah. Um, which is one of the best things we've mm-hmm. sort of spoken about is when you literally don't know what's coming next. Oh, I got goosebumps. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ah. And the fact that like Succession, as we've seen over the seasons, has various types of episodes. There's episodes where they're in the yeah. boardroom, they're fighting over it. There's episodes where they're on a on a overseas trip, and then this sort of episode is a wedding episode, or like there's an event on. Is that sort of episode is set up like that? With all these plot lines. We know it's going to be around the wedding. Mm-hmm. We know that's the sort of um, that's the axis on which everything is is sort of revolving. But then no, like no, no, there's no wedding it happens in the background at the towards the end because Logan, like always, takes over, even in his death. He actually. He changes the direction of the what the episode is going to be like. Yeah. Yeah, pretty amazing. Um, and I, I just have to love how much Brian Cox has dismissed the show after he <laughs> left. He's such he a messy bitch. <laughs> I think partly that's just him hamming it up for the cameras, though. Like, I, I, I think I, he's I having a great time, so. and I don't think Americans completely understand that dry British humour. Yeah, yeah. But um, pretty hilarious <laughs> that he's like, think- no, nah, I've let go of it, I don't care. but also i think that is part of it as as an actor for him Mm. where he like is just doing a job and like for us on the internet it's like our favorite thing we're obsessed about it we write fan fiction we write tweets write memes well i don't i don't know what you do but maybe you do no no (laughs) we as in the the general internet culture which which is how we view a lot of these interviews with actors and whatever Mm. but for him and maybe some actors maybe more you know younger actors who've grown up in that society they they do treat it as they have reverence for their roles and they understand the um, impact they're having on the social media and whatever. Yeah. But for him, it's just like, yep, did a job for a couple of years, did some acting, don't even watch the show. I've got my, <laughs> I've got, I'm doing King Lear next week on think, whatever. So, like, he's an older actor as well. He's been around a long time, so he's seen a lot of these things come and go. He's probably experienced like bouts of fame, like being really famous for a bit and then waning off. Like he's mm-hmm. got a lot more perspective and level-headedness than perhaps. Like I, yeah. I do think a lot of his comments are subtextually angled at Jeremy Strong. <laughs> it's kind of impossible not to think that now after everything's come out. They don't seem to really get along. <laughs> um, but that's perfect for the role. So in a way, is well, Brian Cox being the most method of them all? Money. potentially potentially <laughs> but also like you don't have to be best mates with everyone you yeah, work of course with not. and it it definitely worked and even their acting styles which are you know they're pretty much they're on in the same ballpark because we're in a modern american television prestige show right but he's got that bit more of a theater background big loud brash mm-hmm. overtakes every scene he's in jeremy strong is so method he he, he bleeds into the character you it's all internal that even just that sort of distinct acting style works. Not to mention the method stuff, which I think is a bit overblown with how Jeremy Strong. I think he's very internalized in his performance. I don't know if he's fully method. I think people who this is tough, okay? Because I I learnt method acting in America. Um, I think a lot of people's idea of method isn't what method actually is, right. and I think it's used as the punchline for a joke when it actually can be quite helpful to get into character at certain points. And I have also seen people like in the new show, The Idol, that HBO banked all their money on and completely 
complete misfire using that sort of stuff and being like, oh, but we're method, we're allowed to torture people and do all that sort of thing. Mm. That's not what it is, though. Like, that's not what it is. Like, it, it can be helpful for staying in character and interpreting things. It can be helpful for improv to be like, okay, how would my character react in this situation? Mm. So you're getting to know them on a deeper level. I, I just think, yeah, for whatever reason, the internet's understanding of it and what it actually is are very different. And I don't think Jeremy Strong got the best treatment by the people who watch the show. I think a lot of it was laughing at him and pointing and laughing at him for saying the word dramaturgically when he's talking about analyzing his character, which is a word that you use when you analyze your character. Like, I don't understand why mm-hmm. why the pile on really. No, um, it, be- it became a bit like bullying really yeah unfortunately. i actually yeah i think it, it it was it borderlined on that by people who don't really mm-hmm. have any clue what they're talking about so yeah that made me a bit sad seeing him being treated like that but i'm sure he's fine like i'm not the, you know. oh yeah i'm sure he's okay too but the joke's on them because he is giving the best performance yeah. on tv of the last five years right yep and if that's what helped to him to get there and he didn't hurt anyone in the process why does it matter what yeah. method he uses you that's know? the other thing <laughs> i think people if the rest of the cast and crew were complaining about him being a diva and being an asshole to them while doing his his method, yes, that could be a bit different. But they all seem to like him and get on well. And yeah, if you're maybe... impacting someone else's performance, sure, mm. you know. But like like Jared Leto sending dead rats to castmates, that's not method yeah. acting. That's just being a psycho. Like I'm sorry, that's but being it is. A psych- and it's also not even something Drake would do, I don't think. So No, like that's that's, that's not just him is. him just being yeah. Again, it's performative. You're performing that you're doing the method, you know? Like yeah. it's yeah. He's clearly got something he wants to do and he's using that as a Exactly. As a cover. Yeah. But yeah, it seems like everyone actually quite respected Jeremy Strong and knew what he was doing was working and it was working for them as well. Yeah. The other actors. Yeah. So should we talk about the actors? Probably talking about the actors. Let's I guess do we it. should. Yeah. Anything else you want to say about Jeremy Strong? Just. I mean, from the beginning, it was Kendall's show. Like, I think a lot yeah. of people thought it was Logan's show, but I don't know if I ever thought it was Logan's show. Kendall, to me, no. always seemed like the protagonist. And the the final question of this season was was not really who is going to get it. It was does Kendall get it or not. Yeah. Um. And. And I that think, has been the show from season one. Absolutely. Onwards. We start with him trying to trying to roll like in the beginning in the boardroom, never being able to kind of making it work. Um, well, the, the original scene of the whole season is that mm-hmm. uh, Logan was going to retire and hand the reins over to Kendall. Yeah. And he doesn't. No. That, that's, that's pretty much everything else from that is spiraled out from that decision. Yeah. Yeah. And Kendall could have maybe just put up with it. And he would have become CEO potentially by the end of it, but he he couldn't. He wanted to kill his dad, but also loved his dad so much that he couldn't kill his dad. Yeah, and I know some of our um, friends disagree with us by saying that he's the protagonist, but I think the fact that the final episode, the final shot of the season series, is of him, it's about him. Yeah, he's it's the narrative his, driver. It's his journey. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, just Jeremy phenomenal, Strong, phenomenal performance. Yeah. I think one of the best in television history. I think it's quite difficult like we saw him in what was that really awful movie where he's with Anne Hathaway oh yeah I don't know that I can't remember the name of it right now whatever it was um I had difficulty seeing him as anything else other than Kendall and I think this can be a problem of method acting if if you're so deep in something Armageddon time that's it yeah um he was also in the the trial of the Chicago 7 which you hated for some reason I don't think I hated it I just didn't like it um (laughs) 
so the the I guess the thing is I'm a bit worried that where he goes from here in terms of his career I'm not really sure what the next step is and how he sort of gets out of this little um the risk of being sort of typecast or not getting any work at all you know like um Ellen Pompeo has been quite open about that that you know she's Meredith Grey and she's always been Meredith Grey and she can't really be anything else too much although she's leaving now and she's trying to but I wonder um... if, if your performance is so iconic as a particular character it becomes difficult for people to watch you as anything else well, it's a gift and a curse because yeah. the op- the to be so successful and to mm-hmm. <laughs> have done such a good work, then that can potentially preclude you from doing other, other work. amazing work. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Who else no, we Good got? stuff. Okay. Well, Brian Cox, he's only in three episodes. Some of his best work, though. Yeah. You're not serious people. Iconic oh. line and pretty much sums up his his sort of his character's whole issue with his children. Yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. him, um, it was a particular interview, and I'm not, maybe Colbert, I can't quite remember which one, but um, he was asked which of, like whether he loves his kids, and Brian said that was a question he asked of um, Jesse Armstrong, the creator. Mm. You know, does Logan actually love his kids, or is he so narcissistic and self-involved that he doesn't and the answer Mm. was yeah he does he does love his kids perhaps not in the way that people should love their kids or the way that they should be but he does but brian seemed to disagree with that and he said if he has love if he has the capacity for love the child that he loves is siobhan pinky Mm. and i thought that was interesting i sort of had that in my mind as i was watching the rest of the season and sort of how things play out for siobhan which we'll talk about a bit later but what do you think like in his mind, you know, there's that horrible therapy scene from is it season one or season two where, you know, they try to do family therapy and he goes, everything I've ever done has always been for my children. It's like, oh, God, come <laughs> on. Like the most narcissistic manipulative thing that you could have said in that moment. What do you reckon? Do you reckon he wanted to give it to any of them? I think that he, he loved his kids and he wanted them to be like mini versions of himself. And was constantly disappointed that they couldn't be. Yeah, and he he pitted them against each other and and enjoyed that, that they fought each other and, you know, that's what he sort of thinks is a a way to succeed in life. Mm. But I think he also resented them because they didn't have to struggle as much as he did to get where they got in life. Yeah. So I think that was the kind of... he, He... To respect them, he wanted to respect them for forging their own pile, which he says at one point. But they can't because they've grown up with a billionaire as a father mm. into a, to, and groomed him to be a, the heir of his fortune. So he kind of hates them because he sees them as weak and not serious, as he says in that, that scene. But he's created the conditions for them to never be what he could respect. So... Yeah. I... And that's why I think he respected Kendall the most when Kendall was trying to kill him. Like, they kind of enjoyed each, each other. But also, he yeah. can't. He has to fight back as well because that's who he is. Also similar in the way that Siobhan started paying attention to Tom again. It's like, oh, you can bite me back. All right, you've got a bit of fight in you and I'm suddenly interested mm. now. You know, they seem yeah. to to respect antagonism. Well, I think he could never respect Roman because Roman was a bit weird and 
he was never, too he soft. wasn't a killer. Yeah. It's too soft for all of it. Yeah. <laughs> Kieran Culkin doing some amazing stuff. Like any of these other performances on another show would be the best ever. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't believe that they have gotten these actors in a room together. Like mm. at the top of their game. What? <laughs> yeah, like, that's what people hell? are saying about like the next show, Succession, whatever. People are trying, you want to cast famous actors already. But it's like, no, if you've got the yeah. good writing and a good show, you'll mm-hmm. make the character, the actors into famous celebrity yeah. stars, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, some weird stuff with, with Roman Roy. Overall, odd fella, <laughs> if I can say that. In fact, it's not too controversial to sure. say he's a bit weird. Yeah. But Kieran Culkin, hey? Never seen a, a, a chair he can't sit in properly, but... <laughs> the thing I love about that the most is that he didn't realise he was doing it until someone pointed it out to him. Yeah. Is that I, my method? Sorry, on, guys. I thought that was like a conscious choice that he was making <laughs> because his character was so off kilter, but he was so yeah. in line with thinking as his character that he was able to make a true choice that seemed realistic. Like, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. how much better can you get? <sighs> he goes on such a journey this season and it's just constantly hills and valleys where he thinks he's on top of the world and then Mm -hmm. never never is he just completely lacks insight i think he gains it toward the end of the of the series Mm. that he's not like his brother and his sister and that's okay like something that um nate says to kendall you're not like your dad and that's a good thing i think actually applies to roman you know he he's frustrated with himself he hates himself why can't he just do it the way that everyone else can you know Siobhan and Kendall seem to be able to handle it so why can't he Mm. but actually that's that's his salvation in the end you know that's why arguably we'll talk about it more I'm sure I think he's the only one who comes out of this on top um like being excluded from from what's happening so Mm. I just you know, him firing Jerry because he's so impulsive and just spur of the moment. And then he's like, I think I made a mistake with that, but it's too late to walk it back. Um, <laughs> you know, the the heartbreaking scene where he goes to get beat up because that's the only way that he's ever known love from his father mm. is through physical violence. And he needs to feel validated and loved in that moment. And so he seeks what he once tried to run away from. Um, just such a complex character. The, the most heartbreaking part about Roman's character is that, like, obviously, uh, Kendall was groomed from day dot, from when he was sat down at eight, eight or whatever to say, you're going to be yeah. the leader. And, like, Shiv has her own ambitions, which is a little yes. bit different, and she went off, off outside the family and then wants to come back in. That's how she's done it. And Roman's always been in the family, in, in the business and whatever, but never really taken seriously. And I really feel for him at times when he's like, well, why can't it be me? Why can't I be the person I know, there? I know. Yet he's got so many sort of moral issues and 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 he's fucked up like personality. He's a fucked up person, yeah. Yeah, where he obviously can't. But I, I can, I do see something quite tragic in him being overlooked, but overlooked for a reason. But then by being overlooked, he becomes yeah. more overlooked. Like, yeah, spiral out, poor fella. Does that? Yeah, when he says. I think it's toward the end when he's like, it was like, of course it was never going to be me, but I thought that it could have been, you know, like it's just Mm. heartbreaking. Yeah. To at least be part of the conversation would have, would have been all he needed probably. I know. Right. Never was. Yeah. 
Um, okay, Shiv then. Go on to her. Sarah, Sarah Snook. Sarah Snook. We've Ooh. seen on lots of Australian things before this. And yes. So it's kind of, it was weird at first. <laughs> it's so bizarre, yeah, to see, like, this is sort of America's first taste of her, I guess, which is amazing. She's an incredible actress and I'm excited to see her. Um, we've been trying to track down the DVD version of Predestination, the movie that she oh, was yeah. in with Ethan Hawke. Um, which I think we can buy online, Lenny. Maybe we should do that after this. Okay. Otherwise, the yeah. listeners are going to snap up every copy in the world. Mm. Um, <laughs> phenomenal, incredible. Shiv again, like such complex characters. No, I keep saying that. It seems quite, you know, obviously. But she wants power so much. And yet, every time she gets it, she screws it up. Every time. Like she can't, she can't hold on to it, you know, in spite of herself. She just can't manage it she just can't seem to she's, handle it at, at various points i've i thought for sure that she was the worst one but i don't know if that's just because she was like the most overtly terrible when she got power like because she she messed it up every single time and I, I think and maybe she's also like um the one in her namesake like sticks the knife in <laughs> the most her siblings into Tom. Yeah, well, character names obviously, you know, play a part here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I guess we'll talk about one scam when we get to that. But yep, <laughs> sure. I just, I just feel like I think I said was it in the first episode we're in the hospital and she never repays Greg the twenty bucks. Yes. And I was like, yes. she's the worst. In that moment, yes. I felt like they were setting it up. Like there's obviously lots of hints they put in the pilot. Um. I think maybe she is because she chooses corruption in a way that well other people she is yeah know. definitely she uses the guise of being the most liberal and she works for the democrats and then she sort of pretends like she's better than them all but then every time she has to choose between her morals and yes. getting power inside the family she chooses always power. always always yeah. yeah I think in that way she's perhaps the most like logan to be honest yeah like i felt like that in the end like she is so desperate to be near power that she will do mm -hmm. absolutely whatever it takes even be unhappy yeah. for the rest of her life if it means that she has some proximity to power yeah and let's not forget that she is um discounted immediately because she's a woman in that family yeah that that is pretty much the main reason she's not really part of the conversations and so i can see why she left the family to try and forge her own path but then was drawn back into the the gravitational pull that was her dad and that and we also need to talk about the the different sort of relationship she has as a daughter to him unlike the son which obviously is very traditional he wants his oldest son to take yes. over yes where is that quote that i gave you oh it's going to be somewhere in my twitter feed about mm. I hope you remember what I'm talking about so you can say it better than I'm going to. Okay. But it was that she committed the ultimate mortal sin by being born a woman. Yeah, basically. It was sort of, I can't quite recall, it, it was sort of society's view of women in terms of, you know, Adam and Eve as well, like Eve made Adam sin sort of thing. But mm -hmm. we only exist to give birth to more male heirs and the fact that Ugh, makes me feel icky the fact that like she could never have been the one because her birthright was never to be the one i'm not mm -hmm. making any sense but yeah 
I know that's not you're not saying that, but that is kind of no, what the society that she's she's brought into yes. is that's how it that's how it all plays out. Um, should we transfer then to Tom Wamsgams? Wamsgams, Matthew yeah. McFadden, Fadian. Sorry, I just uh, correct you too. Also, <laughs> well, actually, his name's David. So weird, right? People go by the middle names. I couldn't do that. Do you know why in Hollywood? Generally, it's because they need to join some guild, right? And they yeah. can't have the same name. Exactly. Yeah. Can't be two people with the same name. Mm. Um, I always found that really fascinating. <sighs> Tom, 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 Tom. Tommy, Tommy, Tom, Tom. I thought he'd effed it up. I thought Greg had effed it up for him. I know how you were like, they said it was him and it was him in the end, so it wasn't that much of a shock. I really fundamentally disagree with you because... At- <laughs> You do, is it, they said it was him. What do you mean by that? When he was going to be in charge of Waystar Royco, Royco yeah. when Madsen picked him, mm. and then it got revealed to the siblings through Greg that he was the pick, mm. and you said it's not that much of a shock that he ends up with it because they told us that he'd end up with it. Mm. I disagree because other times in the series, anytime someone's found out who's on top, that's never been the end game of who actually comes out on top. And I think it was played in that episode of, you know, when he goes and beats up Greg in the bathroom, doesn't really fight, but tries to, he's like, you've ruined it for me. You've ruined it. It's done. And so I was still in those final moments being like, well, who's it going to be then? Because I discounted Tom. I was like, it can't be him. It can't be him because Logan chose him and Logan's dead now. And there was that great um, line from Frank or Carl, can't remember which one, about your shit. And I'm like, there's nothing to you. And the fact that the siblings found out about it, I was like, okay, well, it can't be him. And so I almost felt like double bluffed in a way when it turned out to be him at the end. I, I thought the show was telling me that mm. it couldn't be him because previously in the series, when that had played out, it never went like that. But it did this time. Okay. Yeah, I can't remember saying that that conversation with you, but I, I do think it was a double bluff in the fact that, mm. yeah, normally they will... Even on this show, but most shows, they want to pull the rug out from you and say, mm. "We've been setting this person up all episode, and then here's the final twist in the tale." I feel but like I think... it does that. The show, like a couple of times, mm. like, he, like the biggest one is the end of um, was it season three where he makes a deal with the devil, like the biggest yeah, so. hanger ever. Oh well, yeah, and there's also the scene where uh, Kendall decides to he's going to take the blame for everything go to jail, but then he yep. actually he's the one who. Yeah, and then we think Tom's going to jail. Really like it, it does, it really pivots a lot. This show on on different. But I moments. think I think what happened here is that we thought this is the time for for Kendall to take over. The episode has been setting him up, and the whole yeah. the twist was that the other siblings were going to sort of pave the way for him and get out of the way, and then it doesn't work out. Then so I think in that sense they they didn't have to set up him to be the the leader towards the end. Yeah, no, no, they did. I I was just um, I was a bit surprised that they went with that but it makes sense and it was the boring answer it was the guy who stayed back who didn't go to the funeral who worked hard through the election who kept atn running who got it and you know we'll talk about this more but you know it's i think it's um alluding to the fact that decisions are made in boardrooms they're not made in squabbles like boring corporate decisions are made in this series you know Tom made sense. Well, he's the only one who actually has a job and has done his job. Exactly. No one else has in this exactly. show. He loyally was going to go to prison for everybody. Like, he's proven himself. Mm-hmm. Well, just to, just as sort of happened in the background, but in this season, 
he starts off in kind of a middle management role, then he goes on to be head of the parks and all mm-hmm. the cruises. That's why he finds out about all the cruises shit. Then he, he goes over to the the TV side of it and, and sort of turns that around. And it, it kind of does make sense that the guy who, well, not to mention the fact that he's had to rise through the ranks of this organization, he wasn't born into it. And, you know, marrying the daughter of the CEO doesn't doesn't hurt. But also, he has had to work so hard to get there. You're right, it was the boring answer in some ways. But as opposed to the three siblings who were squabbling over who should be in charge just because of who their dad was, I think that's a, is how it works out. It does make sense. It um, does come with a certain amount of uh, heartbreak for Shiv, though, because she has to put aside her own ambitions. There's no way that she really does have power in that relationship now, hey? Yeah. There's a quote that I'm struggling to find, but basically there's multiple readings of a text, right? But, and I think any reading of a text is valid in itself. Like, I don't think there's necessarily one, well, I do. I think you don't necessarily think that there's one right way to read a text, right? Like, it, what the author's intending could be a different interpretation of what well, there's, they're meaning, death the author. There's a dominant reading, then there's alternative, and then there's resistant readings of all things, yeah. Yes, but the point of the quote that I'm trying to find is that there is there can be wrong ways to read something, I think. Um, like... The fact that some well, people if thought, the reading is not supported by the text or you can't draw a conclusion, logical conclusion, yeah, sure. What are you saying then? I'm saying that with Shiv's journey, a lot mm-hmm. of people thought she chose Tom. And in that moment when she couldn't vote for Kendall, she was choosing that a life with Tom was better than nothing. And while I think that was perhaps like a subtextual reason or subconscious reason that she had, I think in that moment she wasn't thinking about that. All she thought is it can't be Kendall. I don't think she was like it can't be Kendall and it would be better if it was Tom. I think she was just, I just can't vote for you. It was a purely emotional response that was building that whole sequence. She just couldn't do it. She just couldn't give it to him that easily. Yes, I think that is the correct reading as well because the decision she made was impulsive. Yes. It was in the moment. Which is what she does, right? It was about her brother. It wasn't about Tom, as you said. So I think then people who've then go on to say, so she looked back and thought about, should I, could I, my brother be CEO and I have no power or could my husband be CEO and I have a bit of power at his side? No, I don't think she had that logical pros and cons list in her head or anything like that. I think the way it works out then is even more tragic because Mm -hmm. in the moment she couldn't let her brother be the winner because that's it's all back to childhood and being CEO means dad loves you the most. That's sort of how they feel, I think. Um, So then she that's the reasoning she does the stuff and then the impact to her the aftermath is that her her husband who she loves hates not really sure how that works out now who she's had terrible time with this season he's the winner i think it's more tragic to think that her own personal misgivings about her brother 
have led to her signing herself up to a a, you know, a fate a fate worse than death for her with Tom being in charge and totally sort of recontextualizing their relationship where she was previously the person who had all the power you know on their wedding night she said mm-hmm. we have to have an open relationship and he had to go along with it she yeah. was on top of that now he's the CEO of the one of the company and the one thing that she wanted to do and the one thing that she's ruined her relationship with her brother for. Yeah, that, that's the, that's the better reading, isn't it? Again, I'm I'm not I don't mean to come across as everyone else is wrong and I'm right, but I I am thinking that. So I just think people who thought Logan was going to turn up at the end, who thought that she had calculated this thing, I think they're watching a different show to the one that I watched. <laughs> um, think that's well let's talk about the ending then because we're already around this that's what made it so um good to me is that like there is a ticking clock because we know the season's ending in a few minutes the whole whole show is ending in a few minutes and the way it's been set up like i i said before it's being set up that that kendall's going to take over but you had to think if things are going well for kendall a minute 40 they're going to go badly by minute 50 right like that's sort of how the show does go yeah um but the fact that it just changes and then all of a sudden the vote's happening and then next minute the three characters, three siblings are in a room yelling at each other and fo- physically fighting. They're bringing up the, the dead kid and Kendall just impulsively says, no, that didn't happen. I'm not sure about like, that. No, I think that was good. I think that made a lot of sense in that moment. Do you think... Because he just... Is that what? because you think... I, I'm not trying to interrogate you. I'm trying to understand. Mm. Because these people treat real human lives flippantly and that was just an exemplification of that? No, I think he was just trying to get out of the, the bad spot he was in. And she said, you can't be CEO because you killed someone. He's like, well, no, I didn't. No, all good. Just trying to get mm. past it. Mm-hmm. I think, and then they're like, what do you mean? That Then the, that's what uh, Roman says to him. He's like, no, I just got carried away, false memory. Like he just, he needed to win and get her to say yes in that room. He and he almost... was doing everything. Yeah, backs himself into a corner, though, by saying that. Because they're like, well, if you fucking lied mm-hmm. about it, that's weirder. Like, what? <laughs> like, that's yeah, worse. Yeah, it's, it's, the it's the wrong move, but he's panicking and he's, yeah. his life is slipping away from him. Grasping so. at straws, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, they're, not ha- not having a, they're not having, like, a very logical, calm conversation. It's, you know, the, it's probably his whole life is leading up to that moment. So. Yeah. I want to talk about the sequence. We're here already, so we may as well just keep going. Um, mm-hmm. The fact that that was improvised... So Kendall returning to the boardroom to Frank slash Carl. Can you tell me which one? <laughs> Genuinely don't know. Frank was the one who Frank. was the leader okay, of the good. meeting. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. They're just like besties to me and I just get their names confused. <laughs> I need to apologize. Um, the fact that that was improvised, like it wasn't scripted for Kendall to go back to the boardroom, but like of course he goes back to the boardroom. Kendall mm-hmm. is not going to take no for an answer unless he is blatantly told no and well, I he's think gonna see it through yeah. he does and the fact is like of course the decision was made in a corporate boardroom while these kids were busy fighting like it, they missed they actually missed the count it all happened off screen they weren't even there for it because they were too well, busy fighting for their own self-interests but she had to go back in didn't she to say no yeah yeah the, but kendall wasn't in the room yeah kendall going back and talking to frank that was improved right. Because I think it was Jesse Armstrong or Mike Milo was off camera feeding Frank improv lines while that scene was happening. 
when yeah, he says... Yeah, I think says, they've got a, a fairly loose setup when they yes. film that they sort of follow the characters around for a bit. Absolutely. Yeah. But apparently Frank's, like he says it's done. It's done. Yeah. One of the lines he improved was, you don't have it, you never had it. Which I understand why they took that out because it's a bit on the nose because it sums up everything. Kendall always thought he would get it and he just never, ever would be able to. Mm. Like, I think they should have left it in. That's such a good line. It is a great line. Yeah, it is a great line. <laughs> but that's how he plays the rest of this, this episode. Yeah. That's how that's how he's reacting when he's walking through yeah, the park. Yeah, and, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think <laughs> it was to jump in the water. <laughs> yeah, the fact that he did that for a take and the actor playing yeah. Colin would have been like, oh, now I've got to save my fellow actor for some reason. And they haven't got enough insurance to have him in the water. Apparently Mike Myler he was dies. like, okay, once I had established that my actors were safe, I was a bit calmer about how to approach that scene. It's <laughs> <I was> like... <laughs> um, so good. Obviously there's been that water motif with, with him yes. over the years. Yeah. And... What I saw on lunch, I think, is, is very true. People are like, he should have drowned or whatever. He should have jumped in the water no, and he, killed himself. Yeah. The thing is that other times when he's with water, he's enveloped by it. It's like either he almost he does almost drown in it when he's mm-hmm. when he has the sort of drunk scene in, the, in that season, or he goes back into it for rebirth, like a you know christening yeah. baptism sort of thing. But this time, the water is blocked off. He can't access it because there is the the wall yep. in front of it. That's the thing. Yeah, That's if his you make him now. jump he's, into he's it, he's blocked by the he's yeah. blocked by the thing that he he's he's his life. Yes. Yeah. I he can't it. jump into it. No. Also, what about I... the people who think he was going to jump off the the roof and his body was going to fly past the boardroom? Like, okay, have so you not when... seen the show the last four seasons? Yeah, when he um was walking to the elevator. I thought yeah. he was going to go to the roof because we've seen him on the roof before and he's at his lowest no, point. No, okay, but, that's true. I was a bit, a bit harsh a second ago. But <laughs> but I have set that up. Yeah. I think that's why they showed us select him selecting down so that that was answered for us. I think that's why that shot was in there because if originally they just had him going into the elevator and I think that's where yeah. our imaginations could have gone a bit crazy and not really understood what was going for. Yeah. For me, I like what do you think happened? Oh, well, actually, I'll ask it later. Go on to something else, and I'll ask it at the end. <laughs> okay. All right. What about Connor? I don't need love. It's my superpower. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Devastating. Yeah, he's the only one who sort of... He, by, by not being part of the, the rat race to become CEO, he saved himself from that, but then... He's on his own obviously schemes. Got, he's got nothing else going on in his life, and the whole president thing poor willa getting pulled along with that yeah that was an interesting so willa's always my favorite character from the beginning before the internet loved her by the way i just want that known for the record that i loved her first organically Mm, okay i did you can attest how excited i got when she got on the screen (laughs) why do you like her so much i liked her because she was me and i think she was our audience in into this world of like super rich people she had real problems in the beginning about like making rent and all that sort of stuff and she made an arrangement a very emotionally mature arrangement with her husband like i i just love her i think she's great also her being mean to marshall was nice um but at the end there's that little moment where she thinks this is going to happen and oh she's not going to even going to need to spend any time with connor because connor's going to be away and then she makes that line Mm. about the count hasn't been finalized so that's never going to happen that's the hint that 
yeah, Willa had built up all these protections for herself and she's... I don't think it's yeah, tra- happening. Tragically. I don't think yeah. it's happening. Well, I don't think you're getting the cow print so far, um, unfortunately. I think she is. How? Because... I that, think she would just... Be- that whole scene she was, was played on the as fact if she that- wasn't. <laughs> no, no. I think it was banking on the fact that Connor wasn't going to be around. He was going to be the the ambassador to whatever country over in Europe. And so she was going to spend all, all the time in New York by herself and do writing and do back to Broadway sort of thing. And that's not happening but, anymore. Well, that's not happening, but I don't think that means she can't get a couch. No, she can have the couch. I'm just saying the couch to me, like, she's like, I can have all these things and I don't think she can. I'm not saying she can't have a couch. She can have a couch. I she think she's getting the couch. Okay. I think you're being really hung up on the couch when that's not really the point of what I was saying. But You, you brought it up, so I'm just saying. What do you think of the decision that Connor made to get married? Even after he heard his dad had died, even after no one was going to be there, he didn't go to the plane. That improv tug between um, Shiv, Roman, and Kendall. Mm. No, I think he had to get married. I think the first thing he said when his dad died, when he found his dad died, was that never he never liked me him. anyway. Yeah. So I think he he had to move on, and I don't think, I mean. His so, dad wouldn't have cared either way. No, absolutely. <laughs> he so wouldn't do you have noticed. Think, do you think in that moment that was his final goodbye to the family yeah. throne, to the family, to any of it? Is that how you interpret it? Yeah, no, I think I think from the beginning he was sort of spoiled goods because his mum yes. went to the crazy house, whatever they, they usually say in the show. Yep. Looney cake. Yeah, the, yeah, so he was never really going to be a, th- a threat or be enough to succeed his dad and his dad knew that but as we see in that really amazing sequence where the they've got the the uh, camera set up and they're playing a a dinner party that someone filmed and it's it's with all the execs and connor and marsha and whatever and oh no not marsha it's the the young one carrie carrie um it seemed like connor had that different relationship with his dad where they sort of got past that and were kind of more, more equal on a different sort of terms. Yeah, more equals. They or... were two adults at the table having a dinner together. Like I don't think he was ever. Yeah, and a child. That was such a good sequence. People are saying online is like, oh, so when the three kids aren't around, these people are normal. They tell <laughs> jokes, they sing songs, they sort of get on well. Yeah. <laughs> the three kids turn up and it's all chaos all and everyone's bank. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're backstabbing each other or whatever, and got. Raymond doing weird sex jokes in the corner, but mm. yeah. It's interesting that you brought up um, that he was discounted because of his mother, you know, having mm. issues. The show makes a lot of comments on mental health in that way. Similarly, Roman's discounted by Menken for crying at his mm-hmm. dad's funeral. And he's like, yeah. rightly, oh, I cried at my dad's funeral, but it's seen as a weakness. Any any no, show of feeling killer. in this world is considered a weakness. Mm-hmm. Who else have we got? We've got Greg. Should we talk about Greg? Mommy little Greg. Greg got a lot of shit this last season. Um, and some of that's because of some yes. off-camera things, which, yeah, don't really want to talk about too much, given it's all rumours and, yeah, weirdness. The character himself, or it, well, potentially they're, they're yeah, sort of bringing the someone in. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing. I guess that's the question now, isn't it? We, we all thought he was such a good actor, but now, like, maybe he's not. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but Nick Braun as as Greg, people keep going back. I don't understand this to say, but they kept going back, well, 
in the pilot, he's one of the main characters, so he's going to end up as CEO. I'm like, that's not how writing works. They don't just... No. <laughs> that's not how it's set up. And, like, I, I do know what they're trying to say is that he is more important than perhaps you might think because a lot of the pilot is about him as the entry character to this world. Yeah. And the show has been charting his journey up from the bottom mailroom sort of thing up to being quite close to the top. Um. But the obsession of the fact that he's in the first episode and then he was going to end up that as CEO. Means, yeah. Yeah, that, that didn't quite ring true to me, especially as we just said, the first episode in the first season every, in every season since then is more about Kendall's journey. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, I, to see, I did see Greg as a, Like mm-hmm. towards the end, I was like, oh, could they give it to Greg as like a final FU to the siblings? And I guess they sort of did that by giving it to Tom and, and did it in another way. Yeah, you know, and... They, they, it could have been enough to say, like, as a joke, he's put yes, in yeah. that sort of thing. Could have been funny by the by the new bosses of, you know, Alexander Skarsgård's character. Kind of. I, I kind of see that could have been a thing. But, I don't know, just the obsession with the fact that he's in the first episode. Yeah. Therefore, the show has been secretly setting up for four seasons. Like, no, it hasn't. Like, we would have seen more of that. Yeah. They've been setting him up to lose his soul. Yep. Boo souls Boo is what souls. he actually says. And that he, he starts off... And the, and the fact that he had a job at the mm-hmm. theme park, you know, and that sort of, without this family, he would have been out on his ass, but he ingratiates himself enough in his true power as being the cockroach who yes. never, sort of shit doesn't really stick to him. And he, he rises through the ranks and he has that weird relationship with, with Tom mm-hmm. where they sort of feed each other. And I think that's more of the interesting story, which is what we got. I, I thought for sure he was going to be out, though. I thought he'd, he'd done one too many backstabs Same. on Tom. Same. Yeah, right? But two questions. Well, firstly, I loved the dot. I loved the dot on the forehead. I thought that was beautiful. It was set up earlier, <laughs> and it just paid off really, really well. Yeah. Um, and I guess that dynamic is helpful for two reasons, possibly. Mm. One, essentially Tom is pimping his wife out to madison we can debate that in a little bit but there's also that sort of homoerotic side to greg and tom's relationship do you think there's room there for that to be explored privately between tom and greg is that where they're headed (laughs) maybe i think it's more the the hint of that is what they like more than Mm, actually actually doing it yeah Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Yeah. 
Also, a question for you. You mm. mentioned Tom with the cruises um, mm. and all the cover-ups and stuff that was happening then. Mm-hmm. Did Greg ever get rid of that one piece of paper that he kept proving that Tom knew? He, he kept enough documents that that's what uh, Kendall used as, as his evidence when he was accusing his dad. That's right. Okay, yeah. so they've already been used and they're out of play. Yeah, yeah, I okay. think that's... Cool, yeah. That's where it went, but it wasn't enough to get anything to stick, I think, was... Yeah. Anything bad to stick. I mean, they paid some fines, but they didn't... Even though they probably should have all gone to jail because they knew about it and... Yeah, no, that's they, okay. Yeah. I was just wondering if that ever got mm. explored. Yeah, yeah I... Yeah, that's, that's where I think the Greg storyline was that he was being made to do dodgy shit by Tom and he knew enough to... to protect himself, align himself with Kendall at various points. Kendall used him up, chewed him out, and then yeah. ends up back up with Tom, I think was kind of how it all went out. And he wasn't respected by, by Shiv, and we saw that in the election night episode where she tries to use her power over him and Another she's incredible got episode, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then him just smiling and shrugging as he walks away. You know, he knew mm-hmm. he'd, he'd fucked her in that moment, but, you know, mm-hmm. he had to play his hand, you know. Yeah. He had to. Um, is that the main cast? J. Smith Cameron, I just want to call out, is phenomenal. I wanted more of her in this season. I'm sad that we didn't yeah, get more of her. can't really work that out. I, I guess just it was a busy season and they couldn't well, incorporate the her anymore. focus sort of shifted more to Carolina than it did to Jerry, which I, mm. I'm not sure why. Maybe there was a scheduling thing. Maybe she didn't want to. I, I'm not sure. But, um, yeah, I missed her. I missed her being here. I love Jerry. Yeah, me too. I um, mentioned before how much we love Frank and Carl. Mm-hmm. Um, Carl has some really good moments in this last season as well. Um, that I think you mentioned where he just tears strips off. Um, yes. Of Tom. But he's like, if one were to say this, this might be what they would say. I'm not saying it, but it might. Yeah. No, amazing stuff. And they 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 filled out the cast with some interesting actors. Same with Hugo Fisher Stevens. Yes. Yeah. Um, and Stewie, Arian Mawad, amazing. Everyone's going Kendall, crazy baby. for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we recently um, saw him in a movie and it was fun to see him playing yeah, a very absolutely. different role. Hey. Yeah. And there's, you know, no, no bad members of the cast. Um, no. Marsha doesn't get a lot of play in, in this season, but um, when she comes in, she's pretty devastating, like always. Yeah. Um, what about the mum? kid's mom the sequence between we have mentioned so she's pregnant the sequence <laughs> between her and Shiv of just oh oh mm. yep blimey mm-hmm uh-huh mm. like oh my god play that to an acting school about nothing nothing's in the dialogue nothing is in the dialogue it's all meaning i mean what do you do your mom said she's been a horrible mother and she would never be a mother again and you're pregnant you dogs. and yeah. you shouldn't have been a mother either. And now you're having a baby to mm-hmm. your husband who you're sort of not with. Like, Oh, and just the, the fact that the, your mum can, can figure out the thing to, to hurt you the most yeah. in that moment. Just, yeah, terribly sad, but very well written and very funny. Very truthful. Also. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you mentioned Alexander Skarsgård in great detail. Oh, phenomenal. I've been a huge fan of his. So I watched True Blood back in the day phenomenal in that absolutely terrifying um 
he's been perfect in everything he's been in, but oh my God, I want to punch him in the face in this. He is the most <laughs> egotistical, arrogant, little smarmy so-and-so. Mm. It is such a good performance. It's so good. Yeah, and he, he, he bounces across against the other actors. Um, yeah, very, he does. Very good. He does, yeah. No, good stuff. I, yeah, not much else I can say there, just that he, he plays that role to perfection and he could have felt out of place coming in it's hard to come into a last season of a show and be kind of the villain like he was but i know and it's funny i remember on that the prestige tv podcast they, they spoke about his arc as kind of at first he's presented as this all-knowing you know he's european he's he's got better than these these sort of crazy americans he's got all the answers and he's actually the smartest one in the room yeah and then as it plays out, you're like, oh, no, he's just as fucked up as they are. It's very misplaced of thinking that he is actually the smart one. Yeah. All right. Do you want to talk about one thing about this season, I should say? Yeah. I think there was some great episodes. I think the one Living Plus when they're in L.A. Mm-hmm. felt a little bit off to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, it felt a bit out of nowhere that they had to be in LA to deliver a presentation like in between the dad dying and the deal and the funeral and stuff and the election. Mm-hmm. Like it just sort of almost came from nowhere and then it was kind of mentioned again a little bit, but not, not so much. Yeah. But it was good to see see Kendall have a win. I think they were setting up the fact that he can perform. He He does have some juice. I did like that part of it, that we all thought he was going to fail and then, surprise, he was able to actually land it, you know, to all these people. I I thought a lot of the stuff with Roman and the producer and stuff, to me, I guess that was demonstrating that he also, like Shiv, fucks it up any time he gets a little bit of a taste of power, Yeah. um, yeah. which I guess that's why that was there. But it did feel a little bit like we were wasting time. (laughs) Like, to me, I was like, let's just get back to what Mm. we were actually trying to do here. Um. But yeah, I don't think like looking at the season in a whole, as a whole, I don't think it matters. No, that that's much, like you know? the the smallest question mark on that episode's place and in the yeah. overall season. But over, yeah, mm. pretty damn good. I think the election episode was maybe was that the one we watched like watched it once and watched it like again the next night. Yes, because <laughs> it was so. It was. I so think depressing. because so much was going on, like it was so quick and mm. so many things happened that I needed to just take it in a second time and understand what all the, cause it was just really quick. Um, I think that's my, you know, the second best episode of the season, the first being um, Logan's death episode. I think mm-hmm. having that done like shot pretty much in one take having, you know, they shoot on film in succession. So they had film canisters hidden around the ship so that one could reload while the other one was getting coverage, you know, like multicam, like I I just don't think shows are made like that now. And it's quite quite impressive that this was done like that. Um, It's quite an old school way of doing it, but it it really worked. Yeah, a bit like our Barry episode where like HBO, at least historically, has given that Mm. power and value. They valued the filmmakers to to give them that opportunity. Yeah, Maybe not in the future, but we'll see. Well, yeah, they're making some questionable choices, but anyway. Um, Uh, What about the funeral episode? Yes. So I'd like to, James Cromwell, who plays Ewan, who gives probably the most devastating speech of the season, right? He had a meanness in him, a meagerness in him, you know, Mm -hmm. 
Oh, it was just... It felt like just like a perfect funeral speech. Like I've heard those sort of speeches before where you do hear this story about somebody that you thought you knew really well. Yeah. And then it's you get that other bit revealed to you. And that I think of that um, essence of that scene was like these kids didn't know their dad that well. They, yeah. they knew a version of him, which is what he presented to the world. But The fact that they the wouldn't that they let are... him, you know, they wouldn't let him speak at his brother's funeral mm. because it was mm-hmm. all about perception. You mm-hmm. know, like it's just, it was heartbreaking. I'm just trying to find the... Yeah. Um, I love when he just went up to the microphone. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, no. And then Shiv's like, oh, great, good job, Greg. And Greg's like, well, what did you want me to do? Like... Tackle him. I can't do much, you know. Yeah. Um. And James Cromwell's good in everything that he does, but particularly this show because he he brought a lot of his own politics to the role. Like he, and they seem like brothers too. Like they don't have many scenes together, but it does really just works. Yeah. But I think you know, I loved him. I suppose, and I suppose some of you did too, in whatever way he would let us, and we could manage. I can't help but say he has wrought some of the most terrible things. Now and then, darkened mm. the skies a little, closed men's hearts, fed that dark flame in men. Even has the temerity to tell that hard but funny joke about the man in the cold. He gave away a few billions, but he was not a generous man. He was mean, and he made but a mean estimation of the world, and he fed a certain kind of meagerness in men. Perhaps he had to because he had a meagerness about him too, and maybe I do about me. I don't know, but I try. I don't know when, but sometimes he decided. To, sometime he decided not to try anymore, and it was a terrible shame. Mm. Incredible, incredibly written speech, incredibly filmed speech, and delivered impeccably by James Cromwell, who you know you expect nothing less of. And then Romans, you know. Well, I think without that, Roman would have been okay. That right? yeah, that's, that's the that's turning the point. point. That's yeah. the turning point, and that's when he and also there's always that thing in tv like you see him practicing the speech you know he's never going to deliver the speech because the show's not going to show you the same thing twice yeah um, i remember joanna like did that on the prestige podcast she, she mentioned that and i was yeah. looking out for it when it happened yeah, yeah that was i really always clever. do that because i'm like oh they're not going to yeah. see that again so um yeah but yes his his complete breakdown to childlike where's my dad is he in there and can we get him out which is mm. you know bookended by um kendall's uh, request to speak to the pilot when Logan dies, you know, mm-hmm. he's flying the plane, son, you, you can't. Mm-hmm. It's this desperation, this childlike thing of why can't we just do this thing? Why can't we just, you know, like... Well, I, and they, they live in a level they can pretty much get what they want, so... Yeah, but also it felt very childlike to me. Like my niece, when I went to see her recently, she always says, well, why can't you just live with me and I'll share, I'll, I'll let you share my bed. And in her mind, that makes perfect total sense, right? Mm-hmm. Why can't I just stay and live with her and share her bed? Like she doesn't understand there's other stuff going on. And that's what, what um, Roman sort of, can we get him out of the coffin? Like we'll just get him out of the coffin and he'll be alive and we'll just go back to how it was and it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And it's so heartbreaking that that can't be how it is. And, you know, mm-hmm. Kendall gets up to do it, but Shiv can't can't let Kendall get all the kudos. <laughs> she has to go up and say something, even though she didn't need to. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, it was such a really well-written was, episode. I remember saying to you at the time when um, Kendall's being set up for the to be the CEO at the end, and we're like, yeah, he's been, he's had a good season. I thought back to what he did and he's like, oh, he gave two good speeches. Yeah. That's not really 
proving too much to be these kind of PC go. Yeah. But in the world of TV, like that, that is enough. That is, he is proving himself. There were two good speeches that he did, but yeah, compared to Tom, who's actually been working this whole time and yeah. is, yeah, keeping the company on track and, and mm-hmm. looking after the, the, the TV station. You know, again, he's working for Fox News, so I can't be like, yeah, <laughs> too, too excited about what he's, his performance, but you know, in the world they live in. But that's kind of, I think, that is kind of how they felt as well, the characters. Like, well, Kendall's getting things back on track. He gave a good speech. Yeah. It's, it's the yeah. naivety of the three siblings, right? It's like, well, we can mm. manipulate the board the- to do what we want and we can do this and we can do this. And then the ultimate undoing is figuring out that they're not in control of any of it. They never have been. You yeah, know? totally. And, like, Logan was able to do that because of his personality and because he's the one who started the company and, and ran it for so long. He's also but, proven himself as well, Logan. Like, he had a track record mm-hmm. to be like, I know what I'm talking yeah, about and I've done this. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think, um, but the, the capitalists on the board and the shareholders, they, they just want the person who'll make them the most money. And yeah. fair enough, they thought Tom was the person because he's got the runs on the board compared to them. Yeah. Like, what's Kendall in the last couple of years? He's either loved his dad, defended his dad, or been trying to kill him yeah. and take down the company with the cruiser stuff. Not to mention he's got the drug drug side of his background. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not. He gave two good speeches, you know. So. He's not a safe bet. He's not a safe bet. No, and, that's what they want. Yeah, they want someone corporate who can do what they need. That's all they want. Mm-hmm. And I think that maybe Matson would have been okay with Shiv, but it started to look like she was the one controlling him, which he couldn't deal with, could yeah, he? Yeah, he didn't like that. That that yeah. whole um, that beautiful scene with him and Tom, where he's interviewing him, especially, he's like, "All right, pitch yourself to me." And mm-hmm. the fact that he knew Tom wasn't a threat to him was the one thing that, like, he's like, "Okay, mm-hmm. it's yours." Not to mention, Tom did actually give an answer. He's like, "I work, you know, I work the margins. Yeah. Like, get a good team." Like, <laughs> yeah, he was actually like, able okay, yeah. to pitch himself. Yeah. Other guys are just like, "Yeah, it's my dad's company. You know, I've been doing this since I was a kid." Like, well, yeah. yeah. Um, right. There's two more moments that I just want to talk about in the season. The Please. first is the name crossed out, whether it was or not. So they find this addendum to Logan's will that has Kendall's name saying he's going to get the company and there is a line that is half half underlined, half crossed out, and they're debating on what it means. Where mm-hmm. do you fall? Well, I think overall that does prove that Kendall was going to be the successor. Like that has was the plan. At, yes, at some point. point, yeah. I think it would be weird to underline someone's name because it's already yes. there. Like, why, why would you need to underline it? However, if mm. you're going to cross it out, wouldn't you cross it out better? No. So I'm kind of in the between. No. Okay. I have strong feelings on this that it was crossed out. There would be no – so, right, you have a great day with your son. Let's picture this, right? You have a great day with your son. And you're like, oh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to march up to my office and I'm going to open the safe and I'm going to take out my will and I'm going to go, yeah, underline it. You did a great job, Logan, in selecting it. That's definitely the right choice. Like, but why would he ever do that? He was impulsive the same way that his children were. He was emotional. I think the fact that he didn't cross it out properly, whatever that means, goes to show how little he cared. He's like, no, nah, mm. you're gone. You're done. I don't care. Obviously, it's not going to be you. Like, I, I just can't see a world in which underlining the name makes sense narratively. I just can't picture it. Yes, he was a choice at some point. The thing was typed up. Yes. Why would he ever underline it? So I go get my will and I'm like, yeah, I really want my, I don't know, bracelet to go to my niece. 
I'm going to make sure everyone knows that I really want that by underlining it. What? <laughs> like, that's not a thing that people do. It was very clearly crossed out and it's annoying that people think, like, yes, the characters in universe should be confused about this. We as people with reasonable, rational brains should not be confused about this. I'm so mad about it. Okay. I think you made some good points there. Thank you. Don't don't however, rebut. Ha- no. Ha- however, why was Greg's name on there? I think because back then he was sort of getting back in touch with Ewan and they were trying to see if they could, you know, get his vote on the board. And I think it might have been a nice thing to throw, you know, like think about it. Logan's all about leverage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, potentially it was a, a way to either leverage Greg for him or against his Yeah, I don't think that was anything too. Vice versa. No. Yeah. No. Also, I, I just think, like, knowing the writers, as we do as close personal friends, no. Yes. From what we've seen in the media with Jesse Armstrong and stuff, it's just funny to have Greg's name on there. I think, I think that's what it is. And I think people are looking for meaning in some I things know. that are just like, no, it, they're having yeah. a comedic moment. Like and A lot of the writers come from the sitcom background. I yeah. think that, yeah. that just, um, <laughs> it's just a bit funny that his name would be there. And the fact that I he kept bringing it up, more... you know, like he's yeah. like, well, my name's there too. Should we maybe do something about that? Like that gives him. Yeah, it would have been nice to make more of it, I think. But yeah. it was probably nice that they didn't didn't. Yeah. make it overblown. Yeah, yeah, go on. The other moment I want to talk about is just to get into depth, into more depth about their fight for the three siblings. So Kendall's I am the eldest boy, which, of course, it all comes down to patriarchal conservative beliefs mm-hmm. that if you're the eldest boy, you deserve the the crown essentially i know and as much as he's had time where he's like been the liberal voice we need to re- revolutionize our media company he said his whole thing about fighting for victims no. when it comes down to it he's like i've got the birthright yep it's total regression into those mm-hmm. beliefs that are deep buried deep down inside of him romans piped up your kids aren't even yours IVF. Yeah, if we're if we're talking about that, if we're talking about yeah. birthright, Shiv has it because she has a child right now that has the bloodline. She's the bloodline, mm. and that horrible scene where Kendall tries to hurt him. To me, the scene where he rips his stitches open was so while kissing him, giving mm-hmm. him the pain that he needed to feel loved, but also taking him out of contention by making him realize that he could never have it. Yeah, he's a victim. Yeah. Wow, that was. A beautifully written and acted scene between the two of them. It just felt so scrappy that last fight. That's what made it so hard to watch. I know. And again, you can't do anything else. You just want to just grab your sibling and shake them, like. Yeah, and like. Kendall, Kendall is defending his children and his wife there. That and that his ex-wife and that scene. And Raymond has said something really horrible horrible. to them the rest of the time, though. Oh, that (laughs) that is very true. But then to like, was he like trying? Gabbed his eyes, like, yeah. and again, the ticking clock is happening. Like the the vote is happening in the next room while they're doing this. Oh my god, you're right. And it's like the the adults in the room next door are trying yes, to actually, talk about this multimedia company that earns billions. They're all you know high flying New York elite, and these kids next door are just fighting over you know petty something that's squabbles. not even theirs. You know, like yeah. it's just you yeah. never had it. You never had it. But what do you think about about Shiv's decision to bring up the, the the dead kid in that that scene? So that's the bit when I was talking about before. I wasn't too sure mm. about that. That to me almost felt a little bit like a narrative for that they'd forgotten they'd addressed. But yeah. I wonder if it came like that with what I was saying. Are they trying to show that even something is 
horrible as someone dying to them is just a flippant thing that they can use to hurt anybody you know like yeah, it's, they're not considering fair. it as a real person and i think that makes sense in that context and that that's a good comparison or contrast to the cruises where, where there was no real yeah. people involved sort of thing and yeah. to them there's no real people involved with the kid who died in the car yep. when kendall was there yeah because they don't see anyone less than themselves as an actual person yeah and the whole thing about that brought them together mm. they had about a season and a little bit of being three of them working together and that became that that came about because kendall was the one to reveal yeah. why he's been so sad and, and fucked up the last little bit because the kid died in the car and they 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 hugged him there's that that famous shot mm-hmm. when they're in the he's lying mm-hmm. sitting down and they're standing over him and he ruins it he just he just lies about it yeah. and it's all it's all taken away what do you think about the idea about if the three of them could have just worked together i was going to bring that up like you've spoken to me about that privately yeah. about you know when they actually work together they do really well <laughs> but mm-hmm. their fatal flaw is that they can never do that they can you never know, do they're that. too greedy yeah um, so they've got kendall he's got sort of the big picture ideas he can be the face of it he can sell pretty much anything she's yeah. got the media sort of side of it the political connections and then roman sort of has those things outside the box he can sort of get down and dirty mm. yeah they, they could have been a you know the voltron sort of three could have replaced one one's got to have the crown one head one crown yeah and that's, that's the, think... pretty much the issue isn't it I listened to a podcast that I think missed the mark on that. Mm-hmm. Um, Shiv, Shiv doesn't offer her, her hand. Like Tom's hand is is open and upright and waiting for her to put her hand in it. Yeah. There's no reconciliation between them. People are no saying, way. oh, yeah, her holding a hand, like they're going to get through it together. No way. What? <laughs> You're watching a completely different show to me. They're looking out opposite windows. The hands are in the middle of the screen. It's a kiss the ring moment. It's a compliance moment. It's you're now indebted to me. Be subservient. And she does because that's the only thing she can do at that moment is she's trapped. Mm. She's completely mm-hmm. trapped in that moment. She knows that's going to be her life and she is going to be miserable for the rest of her life. Yeah, that's what I think. That's the price she pays for screwing yes. over her brother. Is, yes. It's the ultimate. Being... Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I just yeah. want to make a quick mention of the vacation episode which I could tell by the performances was the last one they shot and it was nice to have that confirmed. The meal fit for a king sequence where they're just kids, they're just siblings. They're just siblings having a fun time. Mm -hmm. Knowing that Jeremy was method and he would actually drink that was adding to my enjoyment (laughs) of when they were adding stuff in because I was like, I bet you anything he would have actually drunk that and he did. Yeah, Um, that's funny. Paul's special cheese that Roman licks, like he's got special cheese that you're not allowed to eat. Like, it was just a really fun episode and almost a glimpse into an alternate reality of what their lives could have been like, you know, if they didn't have all this stuff around them. Well, Maybe... for me, that part of the episode was mm. was really fun because we are seeing them as siblings and like, oh, maybe they have had some nice times in their life and they're not trying yeah. to backstab each other to become CEO. Yeah. However, I couldn't help but feel, oh, we're happy now. Yeah. But there's still 15 minutes to go. So <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was looming over me. Yes. I watched that. Fair enough. Okay, no, so, it was good fun. And, and you could tell they it was like the last day of yeah. school sort of energy. Yeah. I think that's why I picked up on it because I was like, oh, there's something, there's a lightness here. Mm. <laughs> All right. So what happens to them? What's their next steps? I have strong feelings on this, but I'd like to hear your thoughts. Well, I think it's, 
it would cheapen things if they were to make a movie in 10 years because I think it's better open-ended. So I'm hoping that is the way it goes. Um, well, Roman had a little slight, slight smile. Yes. So maybe he's he's realised he can't be part of that life anymore. And I think Roman's, because Jesse yeah. Um, as Jesse Armstrong said, it's just like, for him, maybe this is just like a couple of years of his life, which was a bit crazy, mm. and then he goes on to do his own, his, his real thing he's supposed to do in his life. Yeah. Maybe, fair enough. I, I saw that final episode as Roman, the only one who had a bit of hope because he had that little smile to himself. He's drinking Jerry's drink, um, mm. which is insane that if you think about it, the whole reason the Roman and Jerry relationship happened was because on their single shots of that first interaction in one of the first two episodes, they both checked each other's asses out because they're like mm. good friends and whatever. And the editors saw that and were like, hmm, this could be interesting. It was all born from that, from them just mucking around on set, which is yeah. insane. It's so great that they... they I know, right? Something can, can happen. They, something they can extrapolate it. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, he's drinking her drink. I don't think they're together or anything. You know, there's lots of imagery and the fact that he can only see her through glass now. Like, after he fires her, they're never mm. in the same room again and they can't can't be. Um but I think there's redemption for him. I think he's the only one that has some sort of redemption. I think Shiv is miserable for the rest of her life. I think she tries to gain more power with Tom, but I don't think it ever really rubs off. I think she probably has an affair with Matson. Um, <laughs> but for me, I think Kendall dies. I think Kendall regresses into, like, this podcast that I hated. I'm not going to link it because I don't want to dunk on people. But they're like, maybe he goes out and starts his own company, his own rival company to Waystar Royco. Like, what show have you been watching? Like, he's dead. He dies for all intents and purposes. He is a dead man walking, separated mm-hmm. from water, the one thing that can give him rebirth, with Colin the Grim Reaper following him around for the rest of his life. So in my mind, I think a likely thing that could happen is he regresses to drugs, alcohol, which he has done in this series when things haven't gone his way, and he dies mm-hmm. of an overdose in two or three years. Like, mm-hmm. it's a tragic ending for him. I don't, I don't see redemption for him at all. No, I, I can't see any way the siblings come back together, really. No. Like, I know they've had terrible things. They've done terrible things to each other in the past, but I think that pretty much is the severing of yeah. the relationship, at least between Kendall and the others. I think Roman and Shiv maybe in the future, a few years have passed, could be in the same room as each yeah. other for Christmas or something. And, but And maybe maybe Connor can look after Kendall, I don't know. I just don't, yeah. I don't have hope. I don't have hope. I don't think we're supposed to. No, I, I you know, if we're going to put on the real speculation hats, I think I think maybe she could try some moves against Tom, but they won't work because he's CEO That's what I meant. now. They're not going to stick. Like, you know? she'll, she'll try yeah. and be conniving and smarmy, but it's not going to work. It's not, like, no. Yeah. <laughs> they decided and it, and it wasn't her. Like, that's the end. Yeah, and do you think, like, should she, she could try and divorce him, but I don't think that work either because no. she's she only would... got some modicum of power if exactly. she is close to him any grain of power is better than none in mm. her mind and this is the only way she can have grain can we talk about mm. the warm scams of it all sure so weeks ago months ago now a girl went viral on tiktok for being like could the clue for the ending be hidden in the names of the characters obviously the characters are named quite purposely shiv for example so there's a baseballer by the name of Tom Wombscams. No, just Wombscams, sorry, not Tom. Hmm. And he essentially had this fluke run 
fluke win or something. It's a triple play, wasn't it? I don't know what that means, though. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so if you, <laughs> you're trying to get me to say it. Yeah. <laughs> so in baseball, when you get someone out, that's an out. Occasionally, if you're if the line's up, you can get two people out in one go or the double play. Oh, so okay. you can get them out on base and then throw it to like oh, third base to and they don't get covering. back. Yep, got you. Yeah, so I think he did a triple play where he got three people out, which is super rare, impossible. right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So people were making fun of her at the time, and then you know changed their tune when it turned out Tom actually won. Do you think that was? I haven't seen anything from Jesse Armstrong or anyone saying that was a consideration. Have you seen anything saying that that was actually the hint that he would be? I've I haven't seen anyone confirm it. No. Yeah, but what a weird coincidence, right? Is it just a bit too weird to be a coincidence, or is it weird enough to be a coincidence? I mean, I don't know. It is a weird name. I just don't know if you pull warm it... scams out of your ass without knowing what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. Having said that, if Jesse Armstrong was the one to name these characters in the pilot, he's British, maybe not as much well-versed in the history of baseball, but also he could Google it. Like, it's not impossible for him to have found that name. John Green, an American, owns part of a English soccer team. I don't think that's a, you know, issue. But, yeah, I don't know. Interesting if that's what it was and really great planting of the seed there. All right. How is this? I yeah. just read this on Google, sorry, on Wikipedia. The Brian Cox makes a final appearance as Logan, recorded video, which we thought was great, as we mm-hmm. mentioned. It's a video of him, Connor, and senior executives enjoying dinner together. To consolidate time spent on the set of Logan's apartment, which is built on a soundstage. Yes. The video was filmed one hour before the subsequent scene <gasps> of the four siblings watching it together. What? None of, with none of the actors being shown the video beforehand in order to capture their true emotional reactions. Armstrong scripted the basic layout of the scene, while Cox and his scene partners were given a lot of latitude to improvise. Wow. Just an hour? Come on, guys. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Again, this is similar to last week talking about Barry, about how are these people so good just organically knowing what Mm. to do? Like, what's what's all that about? (laughs) All right, you ready? Yeah. We're going to Twitter Corner. Is this where you thought we'd be? But we're here. Likely place to be this time of the episode. (laughs) Are people going to get that? I don't know. I don't know if they will, but that's fine. It's nice to have some some in there for the true fans, you know? Sure, sure. Okay. Oh, my God. I don't even know where to start. Um, Someone said when Shiv in the election episode didn't have a better reason for Kendall not to call Nate other than, uh, he's busy. Yeah. <laughs> Were you not freaking out in that moment, being like, oh, my God, mm-hmm. do something, say something better than that? You can't just... That's you what I mean. She doesn't that. really have many moves, no. you know? No. But she thinks she's so clever, which I think that's the most annoying part. Yeah. The false confidence and the false, um, you know, impression of herself that she presents. I think um, something about Succession as well is that it, it was a real communal experience with the episodes dropping on well, Sunday in America, Monday here, that we mm. all went online and talked to each other about it, which was... Yeah, you know, it hasn't like, happened in a while. No, it hasn't. And it was a really nice way to experience a show. Um, mm-hmm. That was nice. All right, Rachel. When Jeremy Strong decide, described Kendall as being stuck in a silent scream forever, mm. he kind of perfectly captured how I've responded to the ending. 
but yeah, he is. Like, what does he do now? Well, um, he, he says, I think if I don't do this, I will die. Yeah. Yeah. Makes succession text one of the best. <laughs> Love her so much. Um, just some a quote from Jesse Armstrong about mm. Kendall. One of the ways he can't escape that is to have a bubble of protection around him, of money and of human beings. And in this case, he's got his dad's bodyguard right there with him. So even if he's contemplating death, I don't think it could ever happen. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's not the way the story goes for this kind of person. It's interesting. No. From Jesse. <sighs> what do you think of um of Frank and Carl talking to each other about how they're, you know, <laughs> could we retire? We get no we can have one last go. And then the next scene, like Tom's like, Yep, they're dead. Yeah, no, no. Because where's Carolina? Doesn't want Hugo, doesn't want them. Wants Jerry, which is nice. Jerry? Yeah. Well, she can take it. He knows where the real power is, hey? Absolutely. Mm. Um, People saying what a nice interviewee Jeremy Strong is. That's nice. Mm. Mm. I don't know. Do we want our actors to take their their job seriously? Or do we think because they're doing acting, they should just be? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. Whatever you do, you should try and do it the best of your ability, which he's clearly doing. But, but also mm-hmm. take it lightly because you are, you know, privileged position to be doing something fun and creative. Yeah. But I think he does do that, so it's not it's a bit weird that people mm. have such a problem with him. Another comment from Meg, which I think is what you were saying. So the Kendall Roy water motif always read as a metaphor for his powerlessness to me, or rather that a greater power, his father, was pulling him back mm. back in. After the waiter dragging him from the spa to speak, not letting him out in Italy and believing himself the new Logan on the beach where he draws the number one. Finally, he sits to observe this greater power and realises that he is completely separate from it once and for all. Some really great motifs. I also saw one about um, Greg and mirrors, that in the final episode there's a lot of shots with Greg's reflection in a mirror and not front on, showing double-sided, I guess. It could be showing anything, I don't know. Reflection, thinking about yourself. Yeah. Um, Jesse Jesse Armstrong's explanation about Shiv's ultimate decision. I prefer Mm. people to draw their own conclusions. (laughs) But since the series is over, I don't mind saying what I think. It wasn't any calculation like it's going to be a better position for me. It was Mm -hmm. just a stomach-turning, visceral sensation because of that competition that their father always encouraged in which whoever Mm -hmm. won would also carry his love. It had this extra mm-hmm. monumental meaning and she couldn't see her brother win. Yes, it is nice to be validated by the creator of the show that my opinion was correct. We are correct. We've we had time correct. to think about it and we are right. Um, yeah, people good. giving Sarah Snook crap for getting pregnant, <laughs> asking why she couldn't have taken birth control while she's on a world-class oh show. God. Have you seen this? That's I would hope like, that is just a joke. but uh, No, it's not actually. And people were saying Jeremy and no. Kieran had a combined total of five children over the course of the show. Yeah. Oh, but Sarah can't have one kid and it's seen as like the total thing. I mean, sure. <laughs> I, I understand that's a terrible thing to say. Hopefully it's just some random person on Twitter. I think it's just like some a, random person. Yeah, but... like who cares? They've said something stupid, but it is, it is a double standard for sure. But... Success. Men, men can have kids and have families, but it doesn't affect their life. Remember, yep. like, you know, politicians have the same thing mm-hmm. all yep. the time. It's yeah. the same thing. Succession finale is lingering for me. The full scope of why the ending felt so upsetting took a bit to sink in. How Shiv mm. ignored her brother's probably honest warning that he'd die if he didn't get CEO, not out mm-hmm. of logic or love or a desire to end a cycle, but just because he sucks. <laughs> it's true. 
Um, Alexander Skarsgård was on a podcast talking about how in the funeral episode, Matson's there when he hears Greg and Shiv talk about Tom being at work and he registered that info, meaning that Tom's a hard worker and he's mm-hmm. not at the funeral of Logan Roy because he's at work. And mm-hmm. um, Alexander said his assessment of Tom is that he's drawn to power and money. And so he knows what he's going to say. And so he knows he's going to stay in my orbit as long as I'm the sun here. Interesting. Mm. Mark Milo, director, directed the best episodes. Um, his final thoughts about Kendall, Roman, and Shiv. Someone asked him, do you think about where the characters go from here or once the show fades to black, is the story over for you? He said, I think a lot, probably an unhealthy amount about what they're doing right now. What I think they're doing right now is not necessarily a very happy place, but I do think about them a lot, like a lost friend. Mm. Mark! Mark! But I think that's the danger that if we ever went back, we might not agree, might not capture the same magic. And I think I'd rather see the cast and crew often to go do other better or not better, but like different things, you know? Yeah. Don't feel like they have to be just in the shadow of succession for the rest of their lives. But yeah, he was also asked about that hug between Kendall and Roman um, what it was like mm. to shoot. So he said, it's such mm. a brutal love story. The dynamic between the brothers is so complex. We didn't even talk about what it meant. We specifically avoided it. And we tend to do that a lot with the most complex choices of the characters. We yeah. set it up carefully with the blood work and the practical elements. But to me, and this is just my subjective opinion, the hug is a loving gesture. It's a relief. It's a brutal and self-serving loving gesture. But nonetheless, I think it is a gift that Kendall is giving to Roman to give him the out that he unconsciously craves. The awful sadomasochism of the moment is that what starts as a hug is a trap once Roman realises what Kendall is doing, that this hug is actually to tear those stitches apart. The nihilism that we saw from Roman at the end of episode 9 going into that crowd is another expression of it. He deserves that pain, but that pain is also a relief from the responsibility of his destiny to be the CEO. <sighs> Breaks your heart, doesn't it? <laughs> sure does. It's a heart-wrenching show. You know, and talking about Roman's little smile and it sort of fades, falls right at the end of the shot. And maybe Mm -hmm. it highlights the uncertainty of it, whether he's thinking maybe it's too late, maybe he's already too corrupted. Mm. Does his freedom just mean aimlessness because now he has nothing to be tethered to? You know, like Roman's ending hopeful in a way that only can be achieved when you accept you were only ever a vessel for your dad's self-interest. And now he's gone and the company's gone and the pressure to be what he wanted is gone as the possibility of being a real person is finally up to you. Yeah. Maybe that, that, that speaks to whether this is like the defining moment of his life or whether it's just something he did for a couple of years and then he just leaves and goes on to do something else. Yeah. Other people saying, I don't think Tom did it to free her brothers at all. She did it because of a 30-year-long resentment she's harbored for Kendall because he was deemed fit and she was counted out at birth. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep, series never Yeah, the, the fact that she was doing it to, to save him, that that's not how it happened. I just I just all. think you've really misunderstood the show. Yeah. Um, right. Some are saying the most impressive things about the finale is that it never forgot its central four-season plot question. It's not who's going to get it, but it's is Kendall going to get it or not. Yes. Absolutely. Indeed. Um, I'm surprised how many people are taking this handhold between Tom and Shiv as Tom asserts his dominance and not mutual res- resignation. I don't know if I agree with the mutual resignation, but interesting about that. I just think that the, the, the dynamic has gone yeah. completely off kilter. So potentially in that sense, yeah, they're both resigned to it, but maybe. wonder if the sad I'd be without succession is less than the sad I get from watching succession. <laughs> Ugh. Um, that scene you were talking about, the 
filming when Connor and the higher ups are laughing with Logan. Um, mm-hmm. Someone said the scene wasn't about Logan. It was about how, despite the three children vying to be his favorite, Connor probably knew him the best. He laughed with his father and his father's friends. He got to see him be human in a way that Roman, Shiv, and Kendall never could. Yeah. I saw people talk about that as, <sighs> as well. Like there's the bit where they're at the funeral or at the burial, I should say. And the kids had no idea about the dad's plans, but Connor's like, yeah, here I'm going to talk to me about this. Yeah. <laughs> he bought this from this guy. Like, yeah, that they they were so obsessed with um, the fight that they never saw their dad as yeah. somebody they could be friends with. Can't see the forest from the trees sort of yeah. thing, you know. Yeah. And also the incredible specificity of Kendall saying, I'm the eldest boy, not the eldest son or the eldest. I'm the eldest boy. It's very, like, outdated and... Mm-hmm. antiquity at this point isn't it you know mm. um the whole show these children play acted at having office jobs while the people who actually work at waystar were conducting business tom had a real job and that's why he got a real promotion as corporate executives often do and i think that's the the sort of um resignation to just the the basicness of it all the fundamentalness of it all of being like no in business you're going to take the the mm. solid investment and he was the solid investment like it's almost boring in a way you know, like it's just they they never really had a chance at getting it and they never had enough self-awareness to mm. figure that out, you know, like. Mm. It's, it's sad in some ways. Yeah, you know, and there's also um, talking about, you know, Succession and Barry, two of the best shows of the last whatever, being made of new IP, you know, we're living in, a, in an era of remakes and reboots and sequels from 30 years ago and stuff. But mm. it's just totally, you know, these two shows are based on nothing and they did really great things. And I don't know mm. whether that's going to be, um, whether Hollywood's going to learn from that, <laughs> whether HBO is going to take, you know, more. I don't know. It's hard to know what's going to happen in the future. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's not the shows necessarily that we always look forward to the ones that are the most amazing sometimes it's surprises like this one yeah the last thing just mm. the thing about the shift moment mm-hmm. is that it works dramatically because it's impulsive and not thought out she doesn't have a mm. master strategy she's not freeing her brothers from the prison of waystar she has a feeling candle fucks up his response and she reacts to that that's it that's it exactly yeah it's impulsive from her and his reaction is impulsive it's that's what made it so dangerous and, and fun to watch because yeah. not fun but I know it's mean. more exciting to watch that sort of thing than something where you know the answer is is been been signposted so so obviously. Absolutely. It was totally out of left field. Oh, absolute. All right. Amazing this has been a long show. one. People are still listening. I think if you like Succession, you'll want a long podcast. Okay, that's good. Well, I hope so. <laughs> um, anything five else you stars. Want to say? Five stars. Okay. <laughs> writing writing time. Five stars. We really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, it's going to be different watching it if you can watch, you know, binge the whole thing from from where to go. I know I only came in for season three, watching it live, but then watching, as you said, season four live, being part of the cultural zeitgeist was pretty amazing, and mm. you can't recapture that, can you? No, that'll be a really nice memory of remembering mm. when this was on, and you know, doing watch parties and popping online mm-hmm. to see what people would say, staying off Twitter all day because people would spoil stuff. Like, yeah. Mm. Um, I think I'm going to go back and rewatch it now that we've mm-hmm. looked at it. Um, and I'll be interested sure. to see how much of it, you know, sticks with me. 
Maybe okay. my opinion will change. Maybe I'll be like, why didn't Logan come back at the end? Been pretty funny. <laughs> All right, we've, we did a... No, this is our first time talking about succession, I believe, so... Well, there you go. That, um, that's even more reason why we had a longer one. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, absolutely. We had lots of thoughts. <laughs> lots of thoughts we got out there. Um, very keen to see the, the careers of the, the writers, directors, and actors, they, what they go on to do from here. Um, hopefully it's just as amazing. Yeah. But this has been a real lightning in a bottle sort of situation, succession. Yeah, I think it'll go and, down and as also, one of the shows in TV history. Yeah. And it's about, like, you know, obviously the Murdoch allegories and stuff. Like, yes. <laughs> not really the people we want to be watching a show about in, in that sense. Like, That's why I avoided it for a long time, because I was worried it was sort of glorifying them. Yeah, but... I kept trying to tell you, you know, like, oh, I don't care about the Murdochs. It, I just didn't want them to get money from me watching the show, basically. But, yeah, right. I mean, it's a very negative look at them, so... <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's I've just remembered my my dream about succession. Oh, please, what a lovely bookend! It, it was something about the ending was weird and whatever we didn't like it. Mm. But more than that, what happened was the finale was on, and I I just came home and watched it, and then I remembered that we were going to watch it together. <gasps> so I had to pretend when we were watching it together in my dream. Lonnie, and I was like, oh oh yeah, this bit. What's going on here, Lonnie? Wow. That didn't happen, obviously. But so, that was my dream, dream you betrayed me. Yeah. Are you mad at me? Yes. Very much so. <laughs> Why would you do that? Why would you watch it without me? What was your reasoning in the dream? I think I was just excited and I watched it. And then I was like, oh, maybe. Just completely like self interest motivated. Yeah. Just here's what I want and I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm a killer. <laughs> The reason why that's so funny is because you're like, not at all. Hmm. Interesting you think that. <laughs> okay, I think it's time. All right, well, let's wrap up now. Um, we're on Twitter, follow us there. You can see, I'm sure Sadeo will put lots of these articles and things we mentioned in the show notes. I'll try. Um, sometimes yeah, it's okay, hard to link. Good. Well, sometimes it's hard to link Twitter threads, so I'll, I'll do my best. Oh, yeah, I mean, I remember one of the articles and stuff, but yes, yeah, we'll, we'll yes. find some. There'll be stuff. Yeah. Okay, that's good. But we've, we've given you the highlights. We've given you all the correct opinions on Succession. And it's true. you can look forward to the next correct opinions on whatever we <laughs> are going to talk about next. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com.